0: From Cross Culture Church in Raleigh, this is Crosswalk. This week, we're taking a break from our series in the book of Mark to talk about an important ministry here at Cross Culture Church. It's our small group ministry known as Life Groups. If you attend Cross Culture Church and are not a member of a Life Group, you're missing out on a major part of learning about God and His plan for each of us. Exploring God's Word together with a small group of friends is an opportunity to build relationships and find a spiritual family to call your own. Life Groups are where we connect on a more intimate level with God, His family, and our community to get to know one another while sharing life's challenges and triumphs.
1: Now, listen in and find out more. I'm Bill Hopkins, the Life Groups pastor here. This morning, just wanted to share with you, just give you kind of a picture of Life life Groups. And so I've got a lot of testimonies. Uh, I don't know about stealing of thunder. I think most of the thunder I have comes through the... The voices of the people who are in our life groups, uh, our, our leaders, uh, their passion and their stories about how it's a, uh, changed them, how they're uh, reaching out, how life groups are helping them to fulfill what God's called us to do, uh, to grow. John, if you'll come on up, uh, we're going to hear f- from John first. Uh, but we're going to have a couple of testimonies. I'm going to share a, a short message, we have a few more are, and uh, then we'll have a time of prayer. This is John, and you can use that. Hello, hello. I'm loud, but not that loud,
2: so. Uh, You might not know me. Uh, We just moved to North Carolina in August of last year. Um, My lovely fiance is sitting back there. Um, And uh, so we love North Carolina. Um, And we were so excited to find cross-culture. We found it really quickly. And we were even more excited to find small groups. We had an awesome small group community back in New Jersey, where I'm from, don't judge me, and uh, we really wanted we really wanted that in our church here, and so we, we met Bill and we started talking to him, and he introduced us to Will and Jenna, who run the young adult life group. Uh, we meet at their house uh, generally on Thursdays, generally from seven thirty to nine. Um, I say generally because sometimes we switch it up, uh, which are good times. And um, so, young adult, I guess, roughly means college through. 30 ish, 35. <laughs> it's more a state of mind, I think, you know. But it, it was really great for us to connect in because moving to a completely new area, just kind of out of the blue, uh, we really wanted to meet people. We really wanted to meet fellow Christians. We really wanted to meet fellow Christians our age and just connect in. And it's just been a wonderful community to get to know people. We really study the word, we're currently studying Acts, um, which kind of works with us because of the original community of believers and how we can emulate them and learn from them. And then just the hour or more of just conversation we have too, just relating each other's lives and praying for each other and just talking about what's going on has just been a real blessing to us and just really helped us transition and just grow as believers. So if you are a young adult or in the ish area, like I probably am now, um, come join us. It would be awesome to have you.
1: Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'll help you out. If you're near my age or older, you're not a young adult. It's not the group for you. Just, to, just, just you know. Joe Thomas comes up to share with us about a project that his life group did.
3: Our life group decided to put together some baskets for local law enforcement agencies near us. And it was just our way of showing them, hey, we love you, we appreciate the job you do, and we're here for you. So our group got together, put together some baskets with some, you know, snacks, uh, cough drops, things of that nature. Because there are many days that I know as being a law enforcement officer, we spend multiple hours out on the road answering calls, never have a chance to even stop and get something to eat. Um, People are becoming sick because our, our shift is short-handed. So you know, we had the cough drops that were in there as well, things like that to help the officers feel good during their shift, at least uh, something to, to help take the edge off. But uh, we delivered a couple baskets, one to a Raleigh Police Department substation near where we live. And then there was another uh, basket delivered to a Durham Police Department uh, agency or uh, substation near uh, Mike and Christy McCallan. So uh, our life group consists of Ken and Patty Tackett Paul and Julie Spearing, Mike and Christy McCowan, Ernie and Misty Latta, and, of course, Samantha and myself. And what's awesome about our life group is that we notice public servants, uh, but we also meet together to share life and to share God's Word. And it's, uh, it's an awesome thing to be able to share experiences with a group. And uh, if you're not in one now, I, I, I highly encourage you to get in one because it's, it's an awesome thing. Thank you. Thank you, Joe.
1: A lot of their group and some of our other groups are, are uh, involved with uh, ministry, emergency chaplains, uh, uh, led by Ralph Thompson, and our church supports that. And it's a great ministry. And I think uh, we're looking forward to maybe uh, upcoming year, or next year, having a time to kind of highlight some of our uh, ministry partners. ours that way, and you know? So talk to that. It's a great opportunity to to just put into action what uh, we read in our in our in God's Word and to reach out to people and love on people uh, in a way uh, that that's positive and uh, is impactful. Uh, let, me, let me pray, and then uh, I'm just going to share a brief word with you, um, and then we'll have a few more as, uh, folks to, to come up here and share. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, just the opportunity just uh, to share how you've blessed us with uh, this thing we call community. Uh, the body of Christ, the church in action, uh, how it impacts us as, as individuals, that we have that opportunity, we have that uh, support, our, and people who just represent the face of Christ in front of us at times when we are struggling. Father, are that we can study God's word together, uh, and Lord, are that we can go out together into the world and we can display uh, who you are in our lives uh, through the image of of the unity within the church, arts it's the the body of Christ reaching out and being the hand. Thank you, Lord, for for all that you do. Thank you for our leaders that would uh, step up and and lead out in this way. Father God, I pray for this time, Lord, as I just open up God's word and, and share, Lord, that you would bless bless it and that you, it it would be be heard and and protect me from from error and just us uh, be able to to share it in a, in a way that will you uh, received well it would be uh, glorifying to you in Christ's name I pray amen All right thanks uh, while you're opening up if you have if you have a, a copy of God's Word in print or in uh, a digital f- uh, format to uh, the book of Colossians Colossians 3:16 is where I'm uh, gonna go we're just going to cover that, kind of that one verse uh, there's probably plenty there but let me share since I'm kind of a stickler on on context of things, just a little bit about the book of Colossians. Uh, up through chapter 3, starting 1, you know, he's uh, the Apostle Paul writes to this church um, and it, some introductions. He says pleasant things, great things going. He recognizes the good things he's heard about them and their faith and their growth. Uh, but there's a few concerns he has as it has to do with some, some heresies, some things they've let, allowed to creep in. There may be some uh, syncretism um, going on, which was common oftentimes um, uh, in Roman territory, they often encouraged uh, that sort of thing, just, just to apply, if you uh, bring various uh, uh, philosophies and beliefs together, and uh, there seems to be it's kind of picking through some clues in the writing, but it seems also that there may be two different influences that are, that are coming. One may be From um, uh, Greco-Roman philosophies and uh, teaching some past uh, paganism, this is uh, a church that is primarily uh, of Gentiles, non-Jewish believers, who probably, A, background maybe, A, in uh, uh, worship of uh, idols. And uh, the philosophies is mentioned, so it could have been some... uh, uh, Suggests maybe a some early form of Gnosticism. Um, uh, the, the idea that uh, is this focus on knowledge and uh, sp- special knowledge edge, and that's kind of your way and path of, of salvation. Also, uh, there was regular time when Paul dealt with the Judaizers. The Judaizers were those who pushed, hey, if, you, if you're a Gentile and you came to know Christ, you've got to be Jewish first. Or you got to be Jewish too, and you got to obey the law that the, Ju- the Jewish people had struggled so much to obey. And you have got to be circumcised, uh, and it was uh, and it was combined with Christ. The idea is that these other things took away from the, the sufficiency of Christ. That somehow Christ wasn't enough. You had to have these other things to go with it. Uh, and so as he's teaching through, he's lifting up the sufficiency, the preeminence of Christ. There in. in the end of chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. He starts talking about the the new man, the new self in Christ. Uh, the old things away, the old man on, has been crucified with Christ, uh, and to put on the the new self, who is is Christ, our life in Christ, and that's his, the beginning of chapter three. He he uh, kind of in the middle. He says because Christ. He said, Christ is all and in all, Christ is what's important. And then, and then in uh, verse 12, he goes, therefore, you know, in light of all these things, and he, he starts about what the new, the new self, what the person in Christ looks like. And he talks about love and peace in our hearts. And then he says in verse 16, let the message about the Messiah dwell richly among you, Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, and singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart hearts to God. Let me uh, just start with here. Now here's here's a commit to dwell richly. He says, "Let the message about the Messiah dwell richly." Just that. Is, I, I I love the phrasing of that. It's uh, very which it just it just sounds great. Like I, I think from the time I started. Uh, leading and uh, building uh, groups small groups uh, for Bible study when I was in high when I was in high school and uh, and I've been doing that uh, till till now and that's over 20 years and I think that's all that's that's always been at the heart of what I've done is just a desire to see people uh, encounter God's word in a way that that would infect them and they, they would they would see a, how God's word uh, would uh, enrich their lives and a lot, help them to serve and to glorify God uh, and it's just such a uh, focus and I would say, I think you know every time Pastor Clay comes, comes to preach I'll bet you he think man wouldn't it be great if I could see this in, in the people here that they would d- dwell richly in God's word um, probably ivy coral John, all the ministries have here would would want that to see that. So let's talk about a little bit what that means. Just kind of dig into it a little bit. So this, what he says here, message, the message about the Messiah. First off, it's a little different phrasing. Commonly, I did I search, a computer, you know, there's like 85 times that the word of God is used in just talking about the scriptures in the new in the New Testament. So that's very common. This this phrasing I find twice, and actually in the Greek it's they're not the same because of the orders a little bit different. Not that that necessarily makes makes the difference, but but this here it's also translated maybe a New American Standard. It's translated word the word of Christ. Uh, so I had to kind of ask the question is. What is that? Is there a specific meaning to that? Is, it, is there a difference between the Word of Christ and the message about the Messiah uh, and the Word of God or the, the Scriptures? And the short answer are, that I, I concluded was, was no. But I think, I, I really, in looking at this, the reason I believe he, he uses this, but the other, the other occasion where it's a similar phrase is in, is in Hebrews, which also is another book where the superiority, the su- supremacy of Christ— is lifted up and I think that's key to the reason why he uses Christ he's letting us us know his re- readers know it's God Christ their word stands the same I what the what the father has said the son has said and and there's because they're including maybe some uh, some other teachings that have come in some false teachings and I think he's also oh. Uh, creating kind of an exclusion. Like, our. it's the message of, uh, about the Messiah. It's the word of Christ. It's the word that, that God gave in his revelation to us that is our authority and rule for life. Uh, and, but also at the same time, making it clear, like, this, uh, this letter is written fairly early uh, in the 60s A.D. And it's, uh, I think, I think, He's also looking that, hey, it's not all written yet. There's still a, this is being written. And Paul is writing other letters. Uh, revel- the book of Revelation is to come. So he's including all, the as the apostles are, are ministering and giving the word and the teaching that Christ had promised to them. Um, the canon is still being written as he's given. I think so. There's this exclusion, but also this inclusion of all that Christ has given to us as through Revelation, and uh, otherwise, you know, some of the Judaizers might say, "Well, yeah, we believe the Word of God, and it's just the Old Testament." And here it kind of includes that; those new that it includes those New Testament teachings. Um, but he, important part here: to dwell. What does it mean? I mean, what he says: dwell richly. Kind of getting what it what it means. You kind of. I think there's kind of a a little bit of a notion of it, but when I started studying it, I was like, wow, this is really uh, this is really convicting. Like, it's asking for much more than maybe I, I've even realized to start with. Uh, because to dwell means to live in or to be at home. That was the thing you have, this idea of be, to be at home. In was words, to, to be at home among, among you in us. Uh, and it says richly richly is like extravagantly to be at home extravagantly i thought about what that means i kept thinking about like if you have somebody come into your in your home and you tell them to hey make yourself at home and now when somebody really does that (laughs) how do we sometimes react like you know a person puts their foot up on the up on the furniture on your good furniture or they start rearranging things are we okay with that uh you know i'd say oh but that's kind of the idea is that like the scripture is bee, it's so at home in us that it has, it has a say, right? It has its rule and reign. When you're in your, in, at home, in your home, you have a say about how things are going. When you have somebody who, who's there with you and they live there, you find out if you get, you get married, you find out this, you get a roommate, you find out pretty soon, they, their stuff's all over the place. Okay? there's different pictures up on the wall they're kind of in your business right and it's kind of hard to kind of separate when you're in close proximity and so I just this it came to me this whole this one word permeate kept coming to me and I really didn't like it that well but that was what I come kind of this phrase is just the 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 Bible should permeate our lives it should permeate our lives um, I have a and i I realized I was like I wonder if I really understand what that means. So I, you know, I looked up the word permeate. uh, And I think this fits really well with what the passage is talking to. To pass into or through every part of. And uh, I like this illustration a lot better than most of the ones that I was thinking of because like I was thinking of like how, like when I eat something really garlicky, it kind of stays with you for a few days. And I was like, that's not very positive, right? But bright sunshine permeated the room like, that's a good feeling probably right now. A lot of people think, feel that way, like some sunshine, some warmth, right? And it just kind of lights everything up. It's like when somebody pulls back the cur- heavy curtains in the morning and in the room, and all of a sudden all the room is completely lit up, right? And, you know, it's like an invitation to go enjoy the day. And all of a sudden, man, you can, you can make out what's going on um, in, the, in the room. You can see people. The dog's not sneaking up on you anymore uh, and it's just it's this good fit and the, the Bible is as described uh, as as a light as a lamp, so it really uh, I think works well but one of the things I thought about even in this, like a lot of the examples I thought of like have any, anybody seen like uh, was it me and Dupree, the movie with Owen Wilson and like okay, so three people, so it doesn't help. But it's, it's about, like, this really bad house guest who comes and stays with somebody, and pretty soon he's into their all their business, right? So that was kind of the first place where I talked about starting, and then the garlic thing. But even this, like, you ever had somebody pull back the curtain on you to, or turn on the lights? When you're still wanting to sleep, you're, you're tired, you don't want to get up out of bed, you're kind of enjoying your rest, and they pull back the curtain, and it kind of... It's like, whoa, man, it's bright. And you pull, pull the covers over your back over your head because I'm like, I want to sleep for another hour. And I wonder if sometimes that's how it is with, with God's Word. That all of a sudden, like, we get into God's Word and all of a sudden we can kind of see the cobwebs up in the corners. You ever seen, noticed that? Like, really, but our, uh, you know, electrical lights sometimes don't show it up as well as when you get sunlight, man, it just brightens a whole room. And sometimes you're like, man, I didn't know that cobweb was up there, or you know, the smudge on the wall. Everything starts. You start being able to see everything that's in the in the room. And sometimes, you know, it's a little dirty or messy, and you're like, man, that's not good. Or I just want some time away. So I think that's the way we react. react sometimes um, with like, we don't want we don't want people coming into our house, rearranging our, our furniture. We don't we don't always want to be dictated to or told what to do, and. Let me tell you, the Bible makes the is not to be a holiday guest, a weekend guest, or relegated to, to the guest room in the back. The passage tells us to dwell richly among us. It means it's in every part of, part of the house, every part of our lives. That's why when you look at this schedule of life groups you have, when you look down through and you can see the types of studies that we have. Personal holiness in times of temptation. Well, that might be something that we struggle with. Like that, like we got temptation going on in our lives or sin living in. We might want to deal with that. But God, but God wants to help us because it's He wants to free us to live the life that He's given to us. Uh, the testing of your faith. Uh, Nate's going to talk a little bit about that uh, later. Uh, just studying through a book of the Bible, Matthew or Acts, those kinds of things. Finances. God. God's word touches on every area uh, of our life. And so we, we need to get into it. Now, did any, I don't know, none of you all ever fell asleep in school, uh, right? Never happened, right? I mean, I've seen people do it. I, I, I'll, I'll cop to like like one time. I'm just really not, I'm not like a napper. I mean, even now at an advanced age, I, I nap some at home occasionally, but like I never had that much trouble in school. I was the kid that like the teacher wished would go to sleep. But, but I've seen people, like, they lay their head down on the, on the desk, right? And they got their head, up, their face in the book. And the teacher will wake them up. You know, you're not going to learn it by osmosis, by putting your face to the book. you got to read it, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, yes, we have the Holy Spirit. If, if God wanted to, he could zap all this into our heads. But he doesn't. He, he wants a relationship up with us. So it's not forced. It's we've we've got to come and open it up and read it, and we got to and not only just read it and go through the motion, but tr- try to work toward understanding. and And so we got to study it, and then we got to obey it. And because God's, God's not really, I, I really believe there's a certain level of why do I, I give you more if you won't do what I say to start with, with what you have, you're not responsible for that. So you know, read. Understand, obey—just kind of a three-part. So, and and our life group—that's one, one of the reasons that we use different materials. all we've provided uh, the Right Now Media for your personal use, and a number of our groups are using it for their for their their groups. Right Now Media, as mentioned earlier, it's like Netflix for the church. It's uh, you know online on database of videos, Bible studies that you can. And that's why we want you to have these things. And but the truth is, like, no point. I can't imagine any point in history that there was any more blessed with the, the, the amount of tools that we have. And yet, I'm not going to get a chance to, to uh, I was going to share a quote for it, but time's going to keep me from that. But like, I found this, uh, started reading this last year, I think the last year Life Group of Sunday, I read a quote from it. Uh, it's uh, Life Together by Diedrich Bonhoeffer. And I'm telling you, I, I've read lots of books on small, small groups and community. And Bible says he is so insightful. I'm just amazed. And it's like something about like some of the stuff when you kind of strip away some of the stuff we have. And you just, it's, it's the scripture. It's meditation. It's real thinking about what community is because it was, he had to deal with having it stripped from him. Because being thrown in, thrown in prison. So, you know, that kind of lack sometimes causes us to think more. Well, let me get on to the next part. Because um, this is important, because I think this is really key to life groups. Uh, is this whole idea of teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. God, the author here has directly linked application to what he just taught. He said, he gave a command, let it dwell richly among you... And then he says, teaching and admonishing one another. Now this is, there's no place here where it specifies the pastor, the teacher, the Bible study leader. This is kind of more of a general discipleship. That this, it's part of our conversation. It's because we have studied God's word. We are able to, as just every lay person, every, you know, child, parent, we're able to communicate something of God's word. It should be part of the of our plan is that we should be able to talk about it and help maybe it's in a one-on-one counseling situation there's lots of times where somebody needs comfort they're grieving uh they've just lost a job maybe they've come into maybe it's the opposite man I'm really happy they just won the lottery uh, and you know help them in god's word with hey how do you spend it you know <laughs> where do you give it you know the those, since God's word speaks to every area in our and it's so important to our life if it's going to permeate us it will permeate the community and when we're talking with one another, our fellow believers they, they really they don't need our opinion when we're trying to figure out the world and we see on the news the things that are troubling. We don't need, we don't, it's not Fox News that we need. It's not Dr. Phil, whatever other source. What we really need is to hear, hear from God's word. We need to challenge one another so that we can help each other our, to understand some of the deeper things. But whenever there's a there's a need, we, we need to have that as, as a tool in our life that we are able to share God's word with them. And let me, I want to, I don't, I want to be, be gentle. But like this is a, like, a lot of times, because like I said, I've been, I've been in this sort of ministry here for a long time, so I know a lot of times you say, "Well, I don't have this the spiritual gift of teaching," or you know, I, I don't, I don't think I can do that because I don't know God's word well enough. And maybe you don't, but He's telling you, learn it. Like that's part of it. Like you, you got to, pl- you got to do the work. And it's not like you have to for years. It's believe me, if you're if you're getting in it. And reading it debate, be God. God will, God will give you oh, some truth and understanding very quickly. Uh, it's not. It's not that it's a long time, but you've got to. Get, you've got to get in and, and do it so that you are there. It's not a. There's a lot of personal benefit in the study of God's word, and to being in a life group and hearing, you know, hearing it taught. But it is not a self-centered endeavor. God wants to take what you learn and use it. This is one. Is one of the reasons you cannot. Um, just say, man, man, I can study God's word on my own at home. I don't need this. Or, you know, I'll listen to the preacher. Well, but then how are you going to follow the one another's, including this one another, unless you get in community with people? Um, so here, here's, here's let me just share this, and then I, I'm going to, um, you know, the whole, the whole idea. I, I'm not, a t- you know, God hasn't gifted me that. I, if I said, if I said, uh, and you, somebody could could accuse me uh, fairly, especially as a young man, of lacking mercy, um, my wife would probably 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 say that you know in terms of just the way it, my approach with the scriptures was kind of a, you know I am in high school, you know, early college life to kind of hammer people all with it like, you know but and and if you said well, you, you like mercy you should have more mercy in your life. What if I said, well, it's not my spiritual gift? Because there's mention of the spiritual gift of mercy. we just like, it's not, you be merciful, I don't. I don't think that works. And I think most of you would, would agree. Like, God, God's called us, right, a uh, few verses before this He to put on heartfelt compassion, kindness. He's not limiting that. Why is it the idea of teaching one another? Sometimes we use that. So I hope that's challenging to you uh, last thing in this I didn't want to just skip skip over it, even though um, uh, is this whole idea of it permeates our worship uh, that this kind of last thought of, of the, the I didn't want to skip over it but um, it should permeate our worship he mentions uh, uh, the psalms hymns and praises it's not the it's not the same hymns that we that we have, no today. But what it seems to be is, he mentions the Psalms, that's going to be like the book of Psalms, the song of Moses, uh, so those kinds of things is included in their worship and singing. It's the hymns, which they probably, just like us, kind of have some old, old standbys of songs, of worship songs that lifted up the word of God. And then spiritual songs, kind of general, hey, ones that maybe I'm not as familiar with, or new songs that are that are written. The p- main point I think he draws is two, twofold: they should they should be permeated Ed, with scripture. They sh- those and John does a great job uh, with that of bringing us uh, songs that are edifying to us, that teach us something. Uh, also, the idea of a heart of thanksgiving, like when we sing and we come, and like if we're in the Word. During the week, uh, it's going to affect what, how we sing, our approach, our hearts in our singing. Uh, whether I don't know whether that makes it better. I don't sing very well no matter what. But maybe it just makes us louder. I, uh, I know God knows our heart. So whether it's louder or not, or sounds pretty or not, he knows our heart. And he understands uns, uh, that, that gratefulness. So he knows that. So... Let me, uh, I'm going to bring uh, Nate Jones, if you, Nate, I want to have him come share real quickly um, about his group.
4: We'll talk to you a little bit about the testing of your faith, which is a study we're doing. It's by Dr. Bruce Wilkinson. It's on Right Now Media. We have a a group uh, where everybody fits in with members of our life, my life group. Would you just stick up your hand? (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Miss Adele, right there. Whenever she's in town, she's a member. she's a member of our life group as well. It's Lori Alexander's mom, and um, together we're trying to go through life together. We meet at six thirty. At six thirty, we meet in fellowship. We have a meal, and at seven o'clock, we begin our study and our worship. And let me say this to you about tests: you are in a test all the time. Your faith is being tested. And according to the scriptures, without faith, it is impossible to please God. I've heard our pastor say we should not let our circumstances dictate our response to the Lord. And a lot of times life and our circumstances get in the way. But we know, according to scriptures, we should walk by faith and not by sight. Too often our circumstances cause us to run. That video was absolutely wonderful to point out the, the point that we think we're going to do certain things until we get into the real life situation. What do we do when our faith is being tested? There's, our study will be helping us to recognize tests, what are right responses to our tests, what are wrong responses to our, the testing of our faith, and to, in general, know what uh, and to be able to understand and know when we're in a test and what to do and how to recognize that. Come join us. We meet on Tuesday nights, 630. And I live very close to here. I live, uh, yeah, very close. It's on the, uh, it's <laughs> not that right. I don't know my address, Quite but like it's this. right on, it's right on the list here uh, that we live very close by. So please come and join us. Steve and Ed and myself would love to have more men. A lot of women there. Bill
1: Powell. Come on. come on up thank, thank you
5: so we also wanted to talk a little bit about financial peace university uh, we, we are offering uh, through our church. Uh, good details are right up there starts next uh, next Saturday evening uh, and uh, Rosanna and I really want to welcome you um, into this study. We've we've had a great, um, overwhelming response of people interested, and I wanted to speak a little bit because Rosanna and I took this course a couple of years ago, and it really helped us to learn, to study together, and the important thing about this course is doing finances God's way, right? That's, that's, if you hear anything, hear that. It's it, it was God-honoring to our marriage, whereas, uh, quite honestly, I had to learn some things about, you know, how's a better way to approach my wife about about our finances and how to do our finances and, and, and really doing it together, frankly, uh, uh, communicating better. Um, it, it just, it, it helped our marriage, not just our finances. Um, open to single people as well. I'm, I'm giving you my personal testimony, but uh, can help uh, those that are single as well. Um, so, again, starting next Saturday, please please let us know. Please let... Uh, I, actually, David McDonald is leading and I'm co-leading. Pastor Bill has been, you know, great about being helpful and setting things up and administrating some things. So let one of the three of us uh, uh, know if you have any questions or need more details. Um, we have a good time in this class. I mean you know, again, I had to learn, (laughs) or we had to learn, you know, I'm a nerd and my wife is a free spirit, you know? And, (laughs) and so, you know, as we come together doing finances, you know, two become one, right? So we had to learn how to become a free nerd. So, uh, (laughs) so, so, so anyway, it's, it's a great class. We have fun. Um, I guess a little bit of housekeeping, uh, it's, it's, it's $65 for the kit. It is subsidized. Normally it costs more than that, but you get a lot of good information. Just take my word for it. It's worth it. Um, you get access to a lot of tools online, um, supplemental videos and audios and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so please do, um, if you've signed up, we need to know that you're definitely taken hopefully today uh if you could let us know that you're you're definitely going to be in the course and um uh work out that that payment with one of us please thanks bill uh,
1: thank you thank you um yeah just uh, yeah please do uh uh $65 today i need to order materials uh this evening uh, okay
4: um sorry this wasn't planned but i want to get up here and say this about this financial piece Um, I had to take you to work. Jennifer and I are currently involved in it right now as a work thing that I have to do for this management class I'm in. Anyway, I just want to let you know we're five weeks in right now. This will change your life. Um, There's suggestions in here, and Bill and everybody can testify to this, but there's things in here that will make you look at money completely different in a biblical way. Jennifer and I have made some major changes within the last five weeks, and I'm going to tell you what. It makes a huge difference. And as far as the part where Bill was talking about bringing the two of you closer together, Jennifer and I have never been closer when it gets to finances or anything else in that matter. So please don't think that you're above knowing money or knowing what money does because this will change your life.
1: I don't need that. Okay, real quick, I, I did want to say, yeah, please, money in. I've got to order materials. Uh, and uh, Bill and Roseanne's house may be bursting at the seams at this point, so I really want to. I want everybody. Let me know if you if you're planning to to come and net money, uh, ready to check the church. I mean, and then uh, you know we'll see if if we have to try to try to uh, offer another class, have a breakout or or add some people in to, to a later time or whatever, we'll figure out what we need. Because it has been a, a, a great response on it so far. Let me ask all the, uh, the leader, our life group leaders just to come down here toward the front. Uh, I just want to have a, a, a moment to pray for you. And uh, John's going to uh, play a little music. Uh, I want to include the uh, leaders of uh, the youth life groups too, uh, make your way down here. They put in their time and uh, some of them are also uh, 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 hosting in their homes too, which is an added thing. And I thank you, all of you who host at any time in, in your homes, thank you from the bottom of my heart because I know you know, it's a lot, that whole idea of you know, having people in the house and putting your feet, feet all over places as they shouldn't be and stuff and you have to clean up afterwards, It's right. But uh, you know these folks, they, they, they reach out and love on, on people. Uh, whether it be students or aunts all the way up to those uh, clay clay talked about that you know they don't have the kids at home anymore or or that uh, but uh, so um, thank you that's one reason I wanted them up here so you can see them after I'm done praying this is gonna be our close uh, if you have questions if you're interested in a life group oh you want to talk to somebody hey come down and talk to one of these people F- find them um, they've got further to go to get out the door so you'll have more opportunity to to catch them right so let's pray father god i thank you so much for uh for uh you giving us your your word that you communicate with us with truth uh with practicality with sufficiency for our for our lives uh, for our salvation uh and for the new life that you want to give us uh thank you so much for our uh these men and women who are willing to study your word and and facilitate a time where we can teach one another, or as they teach, uh, Father, uh, uh, just pray that you would bless them and, and Lord that you would uh, uh, bless bless their lives, their family lives, uh, because of their our gift of service to you, uh, Father. Uh, that you would uh, just make their ministries to flourish, and that Lord, your name be lifted up in our in our life groups, uh, so that when we go out from here that it becomes, uh, those, those groups become a place where we can be filled up and supported uh, and we can challenge one another with, with God's word uh, so that we are, are equipped and ready to go out uh, to a world that sometimes is not friendly to to us as believers, Lord, or not friendly to those who claim God's word, but is a world that is starving for it. And so, Lord, that uh, you would make your word, to dwell richly among us that we would be permeated with it uh, father that is a, uh, a challenge that you've given to us this morning and i pray that you accomplish us that in each one of them in christ's name i pray amen
0: we hope you'll come join us on a sunday morning at cross culture church we gather every week in a casual and contemporary atmosphere and celebrate the goodness of our god Cross culture may be a little different from what you're thinking. Sure, we're a church, but instead of religion, we're about relationships. A community of believers where Jesus is revealed in the lives of each person. Real people who truly care. Solid biblical teaching from Pastor Clay Stevens. And the most energetic, safe, and fun kids program around. Find out more at crossculturelife.org. I want Culture Church, taking the cross to our culture and taking our culture to the cross.